I should probably brag that I got Chanel cologne for Christmas because I'm a. Am I like my cheese or something? I love cologne. It smells so good. Welcome back to another episode of Prairie Avenue. It's a special NBA edition that rarely comes out because it's really difficult to look at all those numbers. But I hope everybody had a really good New Year's and Christmas um, or Hanukkah if it's a random listener it's probably Jewish. So, yeah, we had a really good, really good break. That's probably why I was kind of off for a little bit. I was really enjoying all my festive activities. I don't even know if I remembered like at the top of my head if I did anything festive besides movie watching and stuff but um yeah I mean I got cologne I got some socks underwear a mug I might try I got like this really cool holder for my controller I'm on YouTube I should have brought it out so I could you know flaunt it or whatever uh but I've also been you know rewarded with a bunch of good shit I mean the first of all the Dodgers are going crazy with all the money that they're spending supposedly they're they're in reach of getting another shortstop in free agency. We have the Rams clinching playoffs. Puka Nakua, because today it's the third, and he has clinched his first Pro Bowl as a rookie, which is absolutely insane to say. Uh, so has Matthew Stafford. Aaron Donald's in that bitch. We have so much like that's been happening and being spoiled as LA fans, but we're not going to go that deep into it because it's an NBA episode, and we need to cover a lot because... I mean, I miss so much, and at the same time, I haven't because of the day gaps between these games, especially in the NBA. Um, but uh, first of all, we need to cover that the Lakers are the first ever NBA midseason tournament champions. And my instant reaction was like, of course, kind of, because I wasn't surprised that, you know, it, it went to it went to LeBron. Everybody was like, who else would have gone to to be, you know, the inaugural, the first ever and, you know, that was LeBron's quote, which was, well, you know, there's going to be records broken, but, you know, you can never break being the first to ever do it. So that's that's a kind of dope-ass quote. I got to give him that. But to be honest, it was kind of like everybody, especially all over social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, everybody in the comments was just like, well, of course, it's going to go to LeBron. NBA is rigged. And to be honest, it was kind of weird because we were on such a tear, um, you know, meaning we were kind of going crazy throughout the whole entire season. And all of a sudden, after we win that midseason tournament, we're just playing like shit. I mean, we're 3-8 and eight after the, the midseason tournament. Like, we were 14-9 and nine in, a, in fourth place in the Western Conference. And then all of a sudden, we're, you know, struggling to hold on to 10th, you know, with uh, losing tonight, which we might, against the Heat, would drop us down to 12th. I mean, this is, I mean, it's kind of weird to say that, but from us winning the midseason to now being in this position of not being able to even keep ourselves afloat is is really weird and it's like so unorthodox I, <laughs> and i think I, I hope everybody understands that it's not really common to see a team do so so so, so well you know throughout like I, it's not even mid-season either and that's kind of what pissed me off too was like bro we're only 20 games in there's like 80 games to go you know we're, we're only like one quarter of it in and I understand the whole idea was to to promote the you know that mid literally the mid season of of the NBA 
season because it's so dull. No one gives a fuck. Everyone just waits because out of the 15 teams in the conference, 10 of them have a chance to make it into the rest of the playoffs and continue to advance. So when you're really rooting on your team, especially for the Lakers and any NBA fans that I know, they're not super in-depth as to who's starting every night. And I guess if you're fantasy, that's fine. But looking in-depth into the numbers, who contributes what, who does I mean, it's the role players, who's coming in every time with six man, what are we focusing on this year, what, what's been the struggles for the Lakers, and yeah, you could kind of get the, the basic glimpse of it, but no one cares. I mean, it's it's so hard to find someone who genuinely gives a fuck throughout the entire season. I mean, everyone doesn't start paying attention until the last maybe 15, 10 games where every game is starting to put you into that wild card spot of the NBA playoffs. So... It's a little weird, but of course, LeBron wins the first one. It was a really cool ceremony, but everybody was just talking shit, you know, how it is, especially for people who didn't win the damn tournament in the first place, that it was just a phony award. And I wouldn't say it was phony. There just wasn't much energy brought to it. Uh, No one seemed to care about it. And to be honest, it wasn't even like in the middle of the season. So not a lot of people even understood the whole point of it because we're back to normal where no one's really watching these games unless it's a primetime game. And it, it kind of sucks, but, um, you know, what else can you do about that? But there are some main headlines that we do need to cover because, you know, obviously I just started with the Lakers, but there's a lot that we needed to go through, which is D'Lo has been moved to the bench. Um, he recently was moved to the bench, I believe, three days ago um, against the Timberwolves. Um, but he's kind of been all right. I mean, he he wasn't super concerned about the move. Darvin Ham, the coach, explained that, Supposedly, the move was just for a defensive-minded idea that he said as if, you know, defense is playing well, so will the offense. And that was, like, the most cliche thing you could say as a fucking coach. And a lot of people are questioning, well, you know, why not put in Christian Wood? I mean, if anything, he's a little bit better. Um, there's less. He he doesn't get uh, called on fouls as much. His def- he's, uh, defensive rebounds are up. His offensive rebounds are up. I mean, it was a little weird when you're talking about splits from home and away and I was looking into it and it was really you couldn't I wouldn't say you couldn't bet the difference but yeah there was you know averaging two more rebounds per game I'm like I'd rather take Christian Wood they're both around the same points around the same minutes it wasn't such a big difference and everybody was a little bit confused as to why they decided to put in D'Angelo or sorry take him out and it, it was just a really weird move but unfortunately right now he's actually out um so he didn't play against the pelicans because of a tailbone injury so that basically means he's uh he's just been asked out um but yeah i mean it's been a really weird really weird season for him too as he's just been trying to get his shit together um unfortunately for him he's not going to be back i believe until the end of next week supposedly i think it's like a I think he broke his bone in his ass. Obviously, that's what the tailbone is, but I guess he broke his bone. So that's just got to be something. But Jared Vanderbilt um, has not really also been doing his thing as he has been the replacement for D'Lo. Um, as a lot of people were saying, he's actually been playing worse compared to Christian Wood. So there's a lot of controversy there. And that's kind of where we head into the whole, you know, um, Austin Reeves kind of mix thing. Now, with Austin Reeves, it kind of gets a little tricky because, I mean, if if you at all follow who Austin Reeves is, 
he's got that major contract extension that he got you know in the off season which was like crazy to hear but everyone was really pumped for it because you know everyone's like he's our local white boy he's exactly what we needed for for the lakers someone who can drive in he's not the greatest three-point he's not the greatest at um field goal but his hustle is just something you can rarely find within the league and he's just been doing his thing and you know watching every single game everybody just can't wait for austin reeves and what he can do he can play off the dribble you know um be ready in the perimeter take a shot he's just everything you want in the player he's just really well-rounded and he got put him back into the starting lineup this today this game against the heat which i'll probably google while i'm actually recording right now because it's live right now as i'm speaking so let me see where we're at because he got put into the starting lineup i think the game might be over and unfortunately it is and we lost so that sucks 110 to 96 that drops us to 17 and 18 now we were 17 and 17 staying at 500 so we ended up dropping now but going back i mean there hasn't also been a really crazy split with austin reeves at all and it look i am be real with y'all like it's really been leading to darvin ham especially if you've been like if you read up on nba articles bleacher report articles a lot of them are just like dude Darvin Ham, does he know what he's doing? Because he's not really getting the full effectiveness of the team. He's not really, like, pushing himself out there. All of his moves aren't, like, oh, shit. Like, you know, this this is exactly what we needed. Or it was a great move by Darvin Ham. It's kind of like, okay, he's making this move. Let's see if it works, question mark. There's no, like, actual affirmative, res- like, a good answer, good response that he's done to this roster, to this team at all. It's just been, let's just see if this works. And it just feels like he doesn't really understand or know what his players need, let alone what his team needs overall. Um, but, he, he, yeah, Austin Reeves' role, I mean, he's just been kind of weird. He's, like, been an awkward six-man. He comes off. I mean, there's not a crazy split there. Like I was saying, I mean, he barely averages more in points coming off the bench. Assistant rebounds. It's all less than, you know, one. So when you look at stats, I mean, you'll see, like, They'll be assisting, averaging 5.2, and Austin Reeves will be, you know, and then coming off the bench, it'll be averaging 5.7. It's it's barely a difference where you can see where you might get that extra game or he might get an extra assist or two. So it's not anything crazy. Yeah, his free throw and field goal percentage have gone up, but it's not that crazy split in me, split to me either. It's only up by like 5% each. And, I, and I'm being generous. I'm not, I'm not saying like I haven't looked into it. I'm genuinely rounding. <laughs> Because of how, like, all right, let's be generous to Darvin Ham as, as to what he's been doing. And it's barely getting him anywhere. There, There's not a crazy split. I mean, there's no win, different, loss. No, no, no nothing. It's it's 500. It's just average, average basketball numbers here. Like, we're not going over the crazy thing. But he returned today to the starting lineup. And we'll just see what else he could do. And hopefully he keeps him there. Honestly, I love him as, as a starter, um, you know, and... What with Cam Reddish, Torian Prince has been on some shit too. Got to give a shout out to him because of what he's been able to do. Um, LeBron and, and AD are just there as well. Like you can't, you can't argue that's what the the starting lineup has been. But LeBron even said himself, like you know, I, I he he enjoys playing with Austin. He thinks wherever he's at, he's gonna be playing. Um, where like if he comes off the bench, if he's a starter, that he just loves being around the energy that Austin brings. And if you're getting that from LeBron, which I mean, yeah, sure, LeBron said that about a handful of players. But, you know, LeBron rarely gives out so much praise to to all these players out there. So, I mean, it has to mean something. Um, 
so yeah, another avenues we have to talk about something really, really big, which is if LeBron will be getting an All Star appearance this year. LeBron's been kind of going on a tear. I'm not gonna lie, and like, just like the Pro Bowl and just like any other All Star game within any other sport. Typically, it's really just a popularity contest because a lot of people, it's just voting, especially MLB. Everyone knows, everyone says it's just a popularity contest. Even the Golden Glove for like MLB has been considered to be kind of falling off as to what it means historically. Um, but, you know, it's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Fans vote. LeBron is going to be there um, because there's millions of kids that vote for him, millions of people who just say he's at the age of what he's doing. He looks like the same LeBron like we've always seen. I mean, he's averaging, what, 25 points, uh, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. And to even put that into other perspective, Giannis's numbers are quite honest, almost the same besides the rebounds. But can you really give that to him when you know Giannis is like 5 inches taller than LeBron? Um, but Giannis with 26 points, uh, you know, only averaging more than 4, almost 4 rebounds a game and just one more assist. I mean, I'm going to say it there uh, at when you look at it just at the age difference and the level he's at, the height, the position, you got to give LeBron credit where it's due, which is what he's doing, especially with the amount of starts he's made. Supposedly that the load has gone down with him only playing 30 minutes compared to AD's 32. It's not even that big of a difference. And Darvin Ham's saying that he wants to you know, lower the load for LeBron, but LeBron's saying he's all right. I mean, we're talking about he's been doing his shit. So even... Even though I know it's a popularity contest, I'm going to give credit where credit needs to be due. And LeBron should be an all-star. And that's, like, not even in question. Uh, the cool thing is also if he does get an all-star this year, he's going to be at 20. Yes, at 20 all-star appearances, which ties Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most all-time. Uh and if it does, it's gonna be really fucking hilarious because if you did ever, if you if you watched that game last year, um, where he, oh my god, it's so weird to say that now. Last year, <laughs> where LeBron tied or surpassed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points ever. I don't know if you were there watching the game or if you haven't. Please go look at the. I'm pretty sure you'll find it on YouTube. You'll be on NBA's page forever, but. It's crazy if you really take a deep look at it. Like, Kareem did not look at... I mean, I guess, why would you be happy when someone surpasses you? But he looked pissed off. I mean, it was probably one of the funniest things where I was at the gym. I was working out, and I was like, oh, shit, this, today's the game. I mean, there's mainly guys just looking at the TV, and he pa- surpasses him. And you can see Kareem just slowly clapping like, yay. He didn't even look like he wanted to take a photo with him. And I was like, dude, yeah. if, if you remember what happened with Pele, with, uh, with Pele, sorry... And the whole Messi controversy after Messi had, like, the most goals all time. And the Pele says that they're not counting my other 300 goals or something. It was the most bullshit of bullshit. And it was just giving off that hard energy. Like, you're not happy at all for for what he's been able to do. Especially in the difficulty of now, of now in today's game. Which is way harder compared to Kareem's age. And that's, you know, hard take. But you're talking about just overall athleticism and what everyone's able to do. So, it, it's crazy. I mean, the hook shot doesn't exist anymore, really. You know, it's really rare to even see that throughout the game. Most people just go with the fadeaways for the more control. But it you got to give LeBron credit, and I'm going to keep on saying that over and over again because who who wouldn't give him credit for that? He's up there with 
some of the best players in the entire league. Don't let me remind you that Giannis is up there with, um, you know, fighting for first for with the Bucks to be first in the Eastern Conference. So you got to give him some shit. But I got to say the Lakers struggles. I'm going to just blame it on Darvin Ham. And I don't know if people are going to say if that's just like a scapegoat and me just saying like it's Darvin Ham's fucking fault because, you know, why wouldn't it be the coach's fault? But he's just making a roster change. I feel like every single time I see my phone um, notification come up with an NBA thing and it's the Lakers because, you know, I, I, I'm specifically requesting that the Lakers news headlines come up. It's a roster change. Who's starting today? This person is moving in this day. And if you look at NBA, like NBA.com or even just ESPN and look at the entire roster and look at games, games played and games started, you'll see there's a really big fluctuation as to who started, who hasn't. And... I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to to really take a look at like you know Cam Reddish, Vanderbilt, Hachimura. All the numbers are all different. Like twenty games here, ten games here, and it's just it's not even dealing with injuries. It's really just him trying out different things because he wants to see what works best. And I get it, but the fact that we're already 17, 18, 35 games in, we're about a we're only like maybe towards the end of January. Are going to be more than halfway? the season done already we still don't know exactly where our starting lineup is and if we're already struggling to stay in 10th place you got to imagine we got to move in now to really solidify a starting lineup so everybody feels comfortable you know um another news that i also wanted to add on before we move on to the clippers we uh have news that gave vincent has elected to take in that um knee surgery kind of thing um i guess it was optional it was really weird that little filter of like it was optional it wasn't optional it was up to Gabe if he wanted to do it he played one game he said there was a lot of swelling still and then right after decided to take the surgery so supposedly he's going to be out up to eight weeks um other sources are saying that he will be out until the end of the season so that kind of sucks especially because we already you know we signed up from the heat a lot of money given to Gabe Vincent and he's not doing shit for us this year uh, let alone for his like two, three starts for us this year. He didn't do shit either. Um, but we can't judge him off of that because it was <laughs> two games. Um, so, yeah, wish him the best luck and wish him, you know, whatever else he's going to, however he's going to recover from that. And hopefully it's a speedy recovery so we can shove him into the lineup and see what he can do. Um, but, yeah, now moving on to other avenues. The Clippers just been on some shit because they've been on the on the opposite train. I mean, you're talking about you know who's starting. Like, you can, and if you know basketball, you already know it's Kawhi, PG-13, Zubak, Terrence Mann, and James Harden that are going to be on that fucking starting lineup because Russell Westbrook says, I'm going to be in the bench, and I'm going to come off like that freaking ultimate super sub. I don't know where on NBA 2K to be like, shit, he has Westbrook on his team too? Yeah, he does. The Clippers have been 11-2 and in December. Um... Uh, 20 and 12 overall so far in this season and fourth in the West. Um, that's with the Denver Nuggets, OKC. Um, and they've just been on some shit. I mean, I, I mean, I always say that, but it's crazy what they've done, especially in December, being 11 and 2. And, you know, you look on Twitter, you look on Instagram, anytime you see crazy highlights, is James Harden making a crazy step back three. Um, they've only lost against OKC and Boston. By the way, Boston is number one right now with 28 and 7. So, cut them some slack for losing by 20 points to Boston. Boston is the number one rated team right now in the NBA. 
Um, and they lost against OKC, which, again, are in second place right now in the West. So you got to come some slack because they lost against two of the better teams. And and if you, I did watch the Boston game, it was really close. It was really tight. And it was a lot of it was a really fun game to watch. Overall, just amazing performance from everybody. They were just playing as a team, but they just couldn't execute. And that's fine. Because if you're 11 and 2, I will say that's fine. If you're 2 and 11, I will say that's not fine. But they're doing everything they possibly fucking can. I mean, you've seen these highlights of Russell, like Russell Westbrook, just coming off being hype as fuck off the bench. He comes off the bench, he brings in with his own team. I mean, you're talking about just setting a whole roster and a whole change and having Russ as your as your one for your for your bench. You know, for that time where all the starters are getting their rest in, I mean, he's going to go off and he's going to do his normal thing. And he has been putting up hella fucking points. Um, I think he's still averaging over 15 points, which is insane to even hear about. Harden, if you saw that one highlight, gets that step back three, gets fouled, does the snow angels on the court. There's so much energy, so much energy going on in that Clippers arena. So many celebrities apparently showing out for them. I mean, it's it's crazy what they've what they've been able to do. And, you know, God, God knows what happened to Harden to, like, all of a sudden get in this really clutch moment. But everyone's saying he's back. The beard guy is back. You got to be afraid. Fear the beard. It's all there. And, you know, I, I'm really glad, to be honest, because it was really weird at the beginning of the season where it wasn't clicking. Nothing was working. Russell wasn't good in the in the beginning. There's too much isolation. They're still very isolation heavy to this day, which basically means, oh, okay, well, you know, Kawhi has the ball. Let's see what he can do in, in that, you know, man-to-man defense right now. And if he gets double team, then we could pass it out or whatever the case is. But still executing. I mean, since Hardens came in and really he, he started off a little slow but picked it up in December. That's why I'm really highlighting this month. He, and there hasn't been much rotation with the injuries. Having Harden, Kawhi, and PG-13 play every single day. Without injuries, Zubak too, Kawhi, I mean Kawhi Leonard, like it, it's crazy what they've been able to do as a team, um, especially when like I like I said earlier with the Lakers, and if you compare it to just a starting starting sheets for the Clippers, and if it's just Terrence Mann maybe getting a little rest day, and if it's just a rest day, it's not even just an injury, just a rest, and the next day they come right back in. You look at the differences, you're like, holy shit, it really has just been the same starting lineup, and that has to feel good as a team. You know your role, you know what the game plan is for tomorrow, unless specifically said so that you're going to have the day off tomorrow to get your body well rested and recovered because we're going to have a two-day break, and I want you to be ready when we come back on that fourth. Like, it's it's just open communication. They Like, what, what's what been happening is insane. That, like, I, I mean, I use the same descriptive words, and it pisses me off, but that's... That's the only thing I could I could really describe it with. It's it's been great for the Clippers, and it's good because of how they turn around the beginning of the season. My first episode, not my first episode, but the first other time that I talked about the Clippers, it wasn't this amazing story. It was like, where the fuck are they gonna go? They spent so much money, and all of a sudden they're, you know, not doing shit. And the Intuit Dome is looking nicer and nicer every single time I I pass by it. So it's just been amazing. I mean, they're averaging. Like, Harden's averaging 20 points, almost 10 assists a game with 6 rebounds. <laughs> You're almost averaging a triple-double du- triple there. So, that's... It's just insane. I'm looking at my, my sheet right now. And there's just so much. And and even though they're not a team, and especially when you look into splits and, and, and stats, they're not a team that's going to jump off, you know, the leaderboards like crazy. But 
One thing they are high in, then their top three is field goal percentage made. Their attempts are like mid top 10, but still, I mean, having a really high goal, high field goal percentage being up there with the Denver Nuggets, OKC, the Bucks, and uh, the Boston Celtics. I mean, there's a reason why they're all the top top five teams and you're up there with them, Clippers. That's strictly due because every single time you put up a shot, it goes in. And as long as you're executing, you're putting in those shots, you're going to be able to win these games. There's not much else that you can really argue about that. And I honestly think that if they continue on the run, if they let's see what they do now in January, because January is really going to be that random test before we go into the early week of February where no one gives a fuck because all that matters is the all-star break. We'll see what they can do. If they could really show out again, they just went 11 and 2 in December. Let's say, I don't know how many games they have right now in January, but if, let's say it's 15, and let's say they even go 10 and 5, I would even take just 10 wins going crazy. I doubt it's 15 games. Let's just say it's 12. Out of 12 games, give me 8 and 4, I'll buy it. 7 and 5, I might just say that's a little too close, but 8 and 4, 9 and 3, We'll take that any kind of day, and especially for especially for the Clippers. I mean, they really want to build the base down here. They really need to start winning. They really need to start proving something because the last two years with PG and you know Kawhi kind of been out. It's just kind of been like shit. Um, but they're just it's 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 like amazing. It's honestly also like a big Compton like Lakewood thing. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook went to lo- went to Losinger um, here in Hawthorne, California. Uh, both PG thirteen and Kawhi went to Compton High. Uh, I don't think went, I don't think they went to Centennial. I think they went just went to Compton. And James Harden out of Lakewood High School in Artesia, like local as guys. He's four All Stars for sure, all Hall of Famers by the end of their careers. But it's a so called thing, and that's pretty badass to say they all played against each other at some point in their careers, especially in their high school careers. Um, you know, I know PG actually was out of like Palmdale or something, competed against Comp. Like it's it's crazy, but they are SoCal kids and they are here to play, and it's really good to see them represent the city. And I'm not a Clippers fan, but holy shit, like right now it's it's really fun to watch it. So if you ever see a Clippers game, just go ahead and t- take a peek in because you're going to be watching four different All Stars come in, especially with Zubak. And give credit to Zubak on what he's been able to do, just with the rebounds. He's there, just be physical, get the rebounds, pass it out. You're not going to be the top scorer, but you're going to be up there. So, but yeah, man, I think it's just really exciting to what's been happening with the NBA. I mean, we have so much happening. We have hopefully like OKC's like out of nowhere, like this super team you want to beat. Denver is not themselves like themselves still, but it's still going to be a lot, but Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to kind of end it there because we have a lot to to start studying for because I have actually have a basketball game I'm calling tomorrow. So I uh, really appreciate every single one of you for tuning in and listening for another episode of Prairie Avenue. I wish you nothing but the best, and I will hopefully see you sometime this week or next week for a Rams update and Chargers update. Because or a hockey update, we'll see what we end up diving into. Because um, hockey's kind of been at its slow pace, and the, and the everything's been going. So, but thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>